Today's episode is brought to you by Hugh Kitchen. Hugh is a family-founded chocolate and snacking company focused on creating products with ultra-simple ingredients and unbeatable taste. So get your taste on now. Built with strong mission to help people to get back to human. But you're not going to be eating the human, okay? It's just Hugh. Hugh simply uses real and and reasonably sourced ingredients. Hugh is just awesome. Um, It's uh, refined, sugar-free, and aren't heavily processed. So um, use code POD for 15% to my listeners. When you purchase, you get 15% off. Use the code POD. P-O-D for 15% off at HughKitchen.com. That's H-U-K-I-T-C-H-E-N.com. Enjoy. another episode of the back row redskins show i know it's been a while since i've come to you guys with an episode but man we got a lot to talk about we got the Dwayne haskins benching and how it impacted the game this past sunday we're going to talk about the game and how everything went down we're going to talk about some of the the decisions that ron rivera has made already we're going to talk about scott turner we're going to talk about Le'Veon bell there's so much to talk about and i really hope you guys enjoy this episode so guys the washington football team lose to the rams 30 to 10 um the game was awful to watch, very, very awful to watch. And as we break down the game, um, you'll see that when the game started, I really actually thought that we were going to win this game. Um, I actually thought that we had hope. Um, the Rams come down on a 10-play drive. Uh, they you know, they literally just marched down the field, shredding the defense. Gerald Everett was destroying us all day. He had a 17-yard catch to start the game, had another a uh, 23-yard catch, and it just seemed like, you know what, we still cannot cover the tight ends. Higby had a nine-yard catch as well, so it was really tight end, tight end, tight end, and then their third receiver, Reynolds, on that drive. Um, they get all the way down to the goal line, and then they punch in a one-yard run by Daryl Henderson. So at this point, I'm thinking, you know what, here we go again. Here we go again. We're losing, and uh, it's going to be a tough game, which it was, but then we come back down, on the very next uh, possession, and then we score. But on this drive, I was really anxious to kind of see how Cal Allen does. Uh, to start the game, you know, on first down, he was sacked for zero yards. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. And then a uh, short pass to Antonio Gibson for three yards. Then um, he was able to hit Terry McLaurin for 12 yards. So I'm like, you know what? man, maybe this might be the game that Terry McLaurin and Gibson get off. So Gibson had a, a, a run, five yards. I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're moving the ball. We're moving the ball. Then he finds McKissick for eight yards uh, where, you know, the penalty did help us. The penalty um, on uh, roughing the passer by Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald was able to get to the quarterbacks so many times. He really, Aaron Donald should have had over nine sacks, to be honest. I mean, it was just that bad. But uh, Aaron Donald was just disruptive as always. Uh, Kyle Allen, short pass to Gibson for 18 yards. 
you know, at this point, I'm thinking, you know what? Gibson's about to tear it up. Gibson's going to have a big day. And then we get to the goal line, and uh, Cal Allen was able to run in for the touchdown. So I'm like, man, Cal Allen is doing something that Dwayne Haskins could not do. And it was just fun to watch. The next possession, the Rams score. Then it's 13-7. to Then uh, we punt the ball after five plays. Then the next possession, the Rams score again. Now it's 20 to 7. At this point, I'm like, honestly, man, the game is over. And then within the game, Cal Allen gets hurt, concussion. He comes out. Alex Smith comes in. And from the point that Alex Smith came into the game, uh, you can kind of tell that the game was over. Um, so there was an interception that um, Jared Goff threw, and Kyle Fuller caught it. I mean, Kyle Fuller has been pretty, pretty good, man. Uh, you can't fault him. I mean, he's he's doing his thing. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some of his interceptions have been gifts this season. But, hey, he's catching those interceptions, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but when we got that interception, I was hoping that we can score a touchdown with that turnover, and we were not able to. Um, we settled for a field goal, which is very, very sad. Um, we took the ball all the way to the Rams 30. And then uh, Dustin Hopkins, who I've liked this season, was able to get a um, a field goal. So at this point, it's 20 to 10. There's a little bit of hope. Then the Rams punt, Washington punts, then the Rams kick a field goal, uh, 23 to 10. Washington punts the ball, then the Rams punt, Washington punt. Um, then the Rams turnover on downs, uh, Washington turnover on downs, punt, punt by both teams. I mean, it was a punt fest. And then... Um, you know, the Rams were able to get that touchdown um, to go up 30 to 10. And then, you know, at that point, you just knew that the game was over. But when when we got the ball, it was like literally four plays punt, three plays punt, three plays punt. I mean, we had so many three and outs with Alex Smith at the helm. I mean, it looked terrible. Alex Smith, every time when Alex Smith got hit, I was afraid for his life. Honestly, there was a time that um, Aaron Donald sacked Alex Smith for the first time, and he was talking to somebody saying, man, that dude has a strong leg. So maybe that means that I think it was like when Aaron Donald jumped on on Alex Smith back and Alex Smith just kind of, you know, fell down. Um, I mean, it was crazy. So when you look at what the Rams did um, on Sunday, Jared Goff had a heck of a game. He had three, 309 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. He was only sacked one time. One time. Uh, so as great of a pass rush as we have or, or the talent that we have on that front line, it wasn't evident. Um, you know, there were times when I turned off the game, I turned back on the game, I turned off the game. It was just hard to watch, man, honestly. So I couldn't really finish the game um, just to see Alex Smith out there struggling. It was just tough. I just couldn't see him get hit. That was just me. But um. Cam Akers had a, had a good game. The rookie had nine carries for 61 yards. He led the Rams in rushing. And uh, Daryl Henderson was the was the Ram running back that got the uh, touchdown. They, had a, they have a three-headed monster. So they were able to run the ball for uh, 129 yards, which is pretty efficient. And then they rushed two times. Jared Goff also got a rushing touchdown. Gerald Everett, man, welcome back to the NFL. He had four catches for 90 yards, just gashing and just gashing this defense, man. It was just terrible. Uh, uh, Robert Woods, 71 yards. Like I said, Cooper Cup, 66 yards. Like I mentioned, I mentioned Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Higby. Higby 
was nowhere to be found, but it didn't matter because Gerald Everett, the other tight end who has some talent, was able uh, to receive the ball and get some things going. Uh, Reader had <laughs> 11 tackles, man. Um, he had three sacks. Aaron Donald had four sacks. Polite had one sack. Um, so all in total, they had eight sacks. Pretty much they did to us what we did to the Eagles come week one. Um, and then defensively for us, Landon Collins had 10 tackles but he still didn't play a good game uh, I don't know what's been going on with Landon Collins this season he's been taking some bad angles he can't really tackle as well as he has in his career he did have 1.5 tackle for loss so I got to give him credit this is maybe one of his better games but still there were plays that Landon Collins uh, you know especially in coverage uh, you know we we, we always pick on uh, Acby but hey Landon Collins has not been good in in coverage at all at all sometimes it's like landing collins and Acpe are the same in coverage so a lot has to be done jonathan allen did step up this game he had eight tackles um montez sweat had one 1.5 tackles for loss um i love the tackles for loss those to me are kind of like sacks uh montez sweat did get a sack this game uh chase young had a tackle for loss jimmy moreland had a tackle for loss so did james smith williams um we really need help there. Uh, Troy Ackby did get benched this game. Um, we need more out of the linebacking group. The linebacking group does not look good at all. Uh, we need Holcomb bad. Now you kind of appreciate some of the things that Holcomb did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Bostic has been pretty good. Kevin Pierre-Lewis has been so-so. Um, Ackby's been terrible. The corners have been terrible outside of Fuller. Um, we need a lot of work on that defense. The front four is good. When, when people say we have a good front seven, I don't know about all that. But the front four is pretty good, but we need more. We need more pressure. We need more sacks. We need more turnovers. Uh, special teams was not special at all. And then the receiving game was terrible. J.D. McKissick was the check down guy. He had six receptions for 46 yards. Terry McLaurin was nowhere to be found because the quarterback play was just so, so, so bad. I mean, it was just terrible. The running game, 11 carries for 27 yards by Antonio Gibson. Oh, man. And I just traded for this guy in fantasy. I don't know what this um, quarterback uh, play is going to look like. I don't know. But uh, when, Alex, when uh, Kyle Allen was in the game, he went 9 for 13, 74 yards, and he did run for a touchdown. Okay, When Alex Smith was in, 9 for 17, 37 yards. And he was sacked six times. How do you pass the ball 17 times? You complete nine passes for 37 yards. Whew. That's pretty bad. When you combine what we did offensively, 70 yards passing, 38 yards rushing. That's trash upon trash. That's 108 yards total offense. 108 yards total offense. This has to be one of the worst offenses in the entire league. And I'm glad that Kyle Allen is going to start uh, versus um, versus the Giants come week six because Kyle Allen gives us the best chance to win. Kyle Allen or Dwayne Haskins. As much as I applauded Alex Smith for making it back on the field, he is just not ready for football. He's just not ready for football. I hope that Alex Smith does not play again this season. 
He can play somewhere else next year. I just do not want to see Alex Smith on the field for the Washington football team. The way that that line is set up, I do not want him to re-injure that leg. It would hurt me. It would crush me. So the Alex Smith experiment is over. Hey, thank you so much for you know coming back. Thanks for all you've done uh, for uh, Washington. But, hey, it's time to move on. So it's going to be Kyle Allen. And if Kyle Allen cannot hang on to the job, then expect Dwayne Haskins to come back and finish up this season. Um, there's been rumors that Dwayne Haskins is going to get traded. Um, John Kim came out and reported yesterday that there have been no calls to Washington for um, Dwayne Haskins being traded. So that's that. That's that right there. So the New York Jets released Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was a great talent when he played with Pittsburgh, but with his pride, you know, sitting out that whole season, you know, taking that money from the Jets. He goes to the Jets and he has not produced. You know, last year he was hurt. He was playing, but he was just terrible. I understand that the Jets are terrible, but it's like a guy of his caliber. At least you expect Le'Veon Bell to have an impact in the passing game. But he was not even able to do that for the Jets. You know, he'll get all these receptions for practically no yards. So I expect Le'Veon Bell to go somewhere else, you know, and produce. But I'm telling you guys this, it is not going to be in Washington. Le'Veon Bell did not force a uh, force a release because he forced this release. He's been saying he wanted to get traded since last season. Le'Veon Bell did not force a release to leave the trash Jets to come to the trash Washington football team. No. And. Yes, I'm saying the Washington football team is trash because we are, number one. Number two, the franchise has been trash the last 20-plus years. The culture is bad. We're building something now. I love Ron Rivera. I love what he's doing. Scott Turner, I'm still 50-50 on Scott Turner. Everybody is saying that Scott Turner is a great offensive coordinator or give him some time, give him some weapons. But with what I've seen and the way that he calls plays, I'm not so sure. I'm going to ask you guys this. How many times have you seen the Washington football team throw the ball down the field? I understand that the line is bad, but at the same time, you're scheming to your running backs, but your running backs are not gaining major yards. You got to be able to do something. You say that the offensive line is bad. There are some good offensive linemen out there, especially some guards that you can bring in to help to improve this line. Cody Glenn, is he still available? I don't know, but there, I mean, there has to be somebody out there. You got to try something because if you say this is a team that you, you know, was building in camp and, you know, we switched from developing the players to now trying to win this trash division. So you, if you win this trash division, what is your consolation prize? You're going to get mopped in the playoffs. You're going to get you're going to get blown out in the first round of the playoffs. Congratulations. You win the NFC NFC East. And then you go play a team like Seattle in the first, you know, uh, first round, or you play a team like even Dallas. Even with the injuries that Dallas has right now, would you say that the Washington football team is a better team? Would you say that Kyle Allen is better than Andy Dalton? No, right? Would you say that the Washington football team's receiving core and tight end is better than Dallas? No, what you can say is that we have a better uh, front line. You, you, I mean, you want to talk about cornerback play? I mean, it's about the same. You want to talk about safety play? It's about the same. You want to talk about the secondary? It's about the same. 
The only thing that I can say is better in Washington is the front four. That's all I can vouch for. I'm not vouching for the linebackers. I'm not vouching for the secondary. And then you look at the Giants. The Giants are pretty bad. But the Giants have played two pretty decent games to where they could have beaten the Rams. And they could have beaten Dallas. So it's like what the Giants have done the last two weeks, I have not seen from Washington all season. So can you really say that we're better than the Giants? We're going to see. Cal Allen is going to be, you know, an improvement, so to speak, on offense, right? But now we're playing a weak team, okay? Can we? Can the defensive line dominate? Can they dominate like they did week one? Because if the Eagles are weak, right, and if the Giants are weak, then we should be able to have a repeat performance of week one with a better quarterback, so to speak. So, I'm, hey, I'm looking at this game like we're really going to see – if we're better than the Giants or if we're just trash, if we go out here and we lose to the Giants come week six, then we're trash. We are ultra trash and we are going to be in the Trevor Lawrence uh, 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 market. Because if we lose to the Giants, honestly, we're going to win three games this year. There is no way the Giants should beat us this year. The one thing I wanted this season more than anything was growth for these young players. And to be honest, I have not seen it. Um, it sucked that Dwayne Haskins was treated the way that he was. Um, I still felt that Dwayne Haskins was improving, but at the same time, man, he, he was bad. He was pretty bad. But then now that we've seen what the other two quarterbacks can look like, it kind of makes you scratch your head. Maybe it's like, you know, maybe, Hey, maybe Dwayne Haskins should have stayed quarterback. I understand that he does not see the field well. Um, Kyle Allen, I'm going to give him this game so I can kind of like kind of see how he plays because we didn't really get to see too much out of Kyle Allen because of that injury. But I'm definitely going to be looking to kind of see what Kyle Allen looks like. Now, don't sleep on the Giants defense. The Giants defense, they're bad, but they're not that bad. They have some people on a team that can make some plays. And then on top of that, we're not good. OK, the offensive line is not good. So any defense is going to look great versus us. So. I'm going to be looking for some key things in that Giants game. I really want to see what the team looks like versus an NFC East opponent. Now, one thing that's important to me is beating the teams in the NFC East. If we end up beating the Giants, then beating Dallas, and then beating the Giants again, I will be happy, and that would be some kind of success. Um, It's just kind of tough to kind of pinpoint what to expect out of this season. So look at our next four games. We play the Giants at the Giants. Will we play the Cowboys at home? I want to beat the Cowboys regardless. I want to beat the Cowboys. If that's the only win that we get this year, I'm all for it. So you got to beat the Cowboys. Then you play the Giants again at home. Then you play Detroit at Detroit. You play the Bengals. And then you play Dallas again. So these are very winnable games. These next five games one, two, three, four, five. Okay, well, these next six games are very winnable. I'm not saying that we're going 6-0, and oh, but what I am saying is it, that these games are very, very winnable. So I don't know what to expect. Um, usually, us fans will say that these, are the e- that these are the easy games. But to be honest, Washington football team is the easy games. We are the easy games. <laughs> so as much as these games might look easy, 
or weaker on the schedule, we are the weak team. So the defense have given up 30 points to the uh, Cardinals, 34 points to the Browns, 31 points to the Ravens, 30 points to the Rams. But then on the flip side, you can look at it and say the Cardinals are not a bad team this year. The Cardinals are actually pretty good. The Browns are pretty good this season. The Ravens are pretty good this season. The Rams are pretty good this season. So when you look at who you've beaten, so we lost, so we so we beat the the one three and one Eagles. They're pretty bad. We lost to the Cardinals. What are the, what is the Cardinals records? I'm gonna look up these teams' records real quick. Because I'm not even sure, man. I, I if I'm not looking at fantasy, I'm not really looking at standings. So we lost to the three and two Cardinals. And the Cardinals are in a tough division with the 49ers and the Rams and the Seahawks. So you got to give respect to the Cardinals. Then we lose to the 4-1 and one Browns. The Browns are in a tough division with the 4-0 Pittsburgh. So, guys, the actuality is that we've lost to some teams with some pretty good record. So does that mean that the teams that we played were just so good? Does that mean that we are just so bad? So that's why I'm excited for this next stretch because the teams that we're about to play are teams that are down to our competition. Like the competition level is not as high. Like even Dallas, losing Dak Prescott, that's going to hurt Dallas. But at the same time, Dallas has not performed well. So with Dallas's weak defense and the Eagles offensive line woes, and then the Giants. So I'm really intrigued to see what happens between the Giants, Dallas, and Giants game. That's going to really tell me who we are as a team and what we have. So I'm not going to say that I'm excited for the game. Usually I'm saying, usually I'll say, I'm excited for this game. I'm excited for this matchup. To be honest, there's nothing to be excited about right now. The team is terrible, the culture is terrible. Nothing has changed. The, the The offensive line is terrible. We didn't bring in the weapons that were needed to produce on offense. I mean, you have all these inexperienced running backs, and then they're dealing with injuries. You have two wide receivers that are playing running back right now for the Washington football team. That's that's. I like Gibson, but, hey, let's just call it what it is. He's a wide receiver who's learning the running back position, okay? McKissick is a wide receiver who turned running back. So just that tandem right there. That tandem does not strike fear into anybody's eyes. I am liking what Gibson is doing. I'm hoping that he can be a, 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 a bell cow kind of guy. But then if he's not, he'll be a nice compliment. There's nothing wrong with being a nice compliment back. So this season is going to be telling. If Gibson cannot get it together as being a, um, a premier back or having that potential, then what we're going to do is we're going to draft one. So we got the Giants coming up. Uh, let's see what happens there. Um I mean, I have no words. Um, we're not bringing in Le'Veon Bell. It just doesn't make any sense. So that's out the window. Uh, there are some free agent wide receivers that are out there like Sanu, Antonio Brown. I, you know what? I don't know if we bring in another veteran wide receiver. I really think that we need to bring one in because Antonio Gandy-Golden is obviously not ready. Uh, but then you also want Antonio Gandy-Golden to grow. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Tight end. I keep saying bringing Delaney Walker. The fan base does not want Delaney Walker, but they're happy with Logan Thomas. Okay, cool. 
Um, in terms of the offensive line, uh, Brandon Sheriff is practicing. So that's some good news today. Brandon Sheriff is practicing. He's coming back. So with Brandon Sheriff coming back, maybe we can move West Swisher to the left guard position because West Martin is not it. Uh, West Martin is just a depth guy. We were thinking that West Mark that West Martin was going to be a guy that could start for us. He's definitely not it. Um, hopefully Chase really continues to improve. Uh, but honestly, guys, I think it's about time that we probably go a different direction at center. Um, Chase Rulier, we, we are going to try to make a, a a play at signing him, but he might command too much money. I mean, if you didn't pay Eric Flowers $7 million, how much do you really think that Chase Rulier is about to get? He's going to command more than $7 million a year. So with that being said, if we couldn't pay, um, I think we wanted to pay Eric Flowers Seven million, and I believe he got ten million. Yeah, he got ten million a year. So we didn't want to pay. So we wanted to pay him seven. So maybe Rulia takes a deal like that, six or seven million. But I'm thinking that he might be able to command eight or nine in the open market because he is a center that's decent and that ha- that has had you know um, starting experience in the NFL. So that's valuable. Like center stats, you can't really count. Unless you're looking at how many sacks they give up and how many pressures they've given up and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he does have the experience, so he, he should be able to find a job. So we're going to see what happens there, but maybe we do something at center. Really, the whole entire offensive line has to has to be tweaked, has to be changed. Mor- uh, Morgan Moses is playing well, so i got to give him credit. He is playing well. But, yeah, maybe we move West Switzer to the left guard position with Brandon Sheriff coming back. And then uh, hopefully Sadiq Charles is ready to play soon because I want to see what we have in Sadiq Charles. And then we can talk about the draft. I don't want to too much talk about draft and free agency um, because we still have a season to talk about. So uh, let's see what happens. Hopefully the next pod, um, it's going to be about Victory Monday. I will not be doing a Giants preview. Um, I don't feel the need to. Um, we pretty much know what to expect out of the Washington football team and the football uh, New York Giants. So the next podcast is going to be the post game between the football team versus the Giants. Hopefully it's a pod that's on a Monday and I'm saying victory Monday and I'm saying, oh, man, Kyle Allen played so great. Or I'm saying, man, Terry McLaurin had 150 yards receiving and three touchdowns or Antonio Gibson really showed that he can be a bell cow. One of these three things have to happen. I have to be talking about Kyle Allen having a good game, or I'm talking about Antonio Gibson having a good game, or I'm, tar- or I'm talking about Terry McLaurin having a good game. And defensively, this front line better produce. I want to be talking about we were all over Daniel Jones. I want to be talking about we had five takeaways or three takeaways or something positive. If nothing positive comes out of this game, then we just look towards the draft. All right, guys, that's the episode. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, please be sure to share this podcast. Please be sure to follow me on Twitter at Back Row Redskins. Y'all be good. I'm out.